Hello, all of you beautiful beings, and welcome to the show. I'm Lane Smith-Brown, and this is episode number 27 of the Unleash Your Life podcast. And today, we're going to have a conversation about how personal our pace is when it comes to our own personal development. It's a place where we can get super hard on ourselves, and it's worth giving ourselves a collective break. This is the Unleash Your Life podcast, where you're going to learn to rewild yourself. I'm your host, Lane Smith-Brown, and I'm a best-selling author and rewilding guide. And over the last 20 years, I've been guiding women back to their truest selves. You see, you were born wild with all the wisdom you will ever need to navigate your life in a beautiful and powerful way. Then, just like everyone else on the planet, you got tamed as you fell under the power and influence of others who were also tamed. All that taming you got as a kid has you convinced you are less powerful than you really are. I call all of that unconscious programming power leaks. And on this show, you're going to discover yours and then you're going to choose to plug them so you can get back to the wild, wise and powerful being that you are. So grab a coffee, glass of wine, or a favorite friend, or all three, and let's talk about what living your wild self can mean for you. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming back. And thanks to those of you who are sharing these podcasts with your friends. We're doing some big work, aren't we? I trust you're feeling supported and understood. And I'm so proud of you for standing up for yourself and being part of these conversations. If you're new, welcome. If there are concepts that are confusing today, just go back to episode one and catch up. Here's some foundational shows that will be helpful to hear in order to get the most out of our conversations here. But stick around today. This one will stand on its own and will be quite useful. And on that note, let's dive in. This one is really near and dear to me because the last 10 days I've been beating myself up for the silliest things. My partner and I built a company many years ago now that took us to a city about two hours away from where we were living at the time. The distance put Callie and I on a cycle of three days away and three days at home. During the days away, we missed our four-legged family so much that we eventually began taking Emma and Will with us. We found Emma, a mid-sized black and white spotted dog, on the streets of uh, Todos Santos in Baja, Mexico in 2008. She was about a year and a half old when we found her, skinny as a rail, and shy, but open to making new friends. A life on the streets made for a very keen and observant dog. She knew she needed to look out after herself and had developed the skills required to do that very well. (laughs) Then there's Will. We found him at the local Humane Society in 2009. Let's just say he has a unique way of observing the world around him. (laughs) That is to say, he's not too observant at all. 
I could write a book about his escapades and what he has taught us, <laughs> mostly patience, understanding, and acceptance. But I'll save that for another time. Let's just say he's on the opposite end of the spectrum to Emma when it comes to being aware and insightful about his surroundings. Now, because both creatures had been living with us in the splendor of 160 acres of fields and woods, and all the freedom that goes with that, we needed to incorporate evening walks into our new city schedule. These were to balance their eight hours of being cooped up in our apartment. The closest thing we could get to the country was out in the airport, just a few miles away. On a cold, wintry day, we all got walking, and about a half hour into our walk, Callie and I look up and notice that there is a tall, chain-linked fence now separating us from both dogs. <laughs> we stood there for a second, not quite understanding how this happened. Then we quickly realized they must have found an opening and scooted through it to explore. It was about 30 below with harsh winds, and we were anxious to get back to our car. We were past the midway point of our walk and the thought of backtracking to the opening seemed daunting. Callie looked at both Emma and Will and pointed in the direction that they needed to go to get back on our side. Emma took a couple of seconds and then took off like a shot. Within minutes, she found the opening and was running towards us. Will chose to throw himself at the fence, repeatedly, stopping just long enough to look at us, clearly wondering why he was still in the same spot. It took a bit more effort and backtracking to get him on the right side of the fence, but eventually we were all together. This week, I was Will, throwing myself at the fence. I'd been stuck, spinning, waiting for a bunch of stuff completely out of my control to be ready. Now, I'm a doer. I like a good project. I like lists and I really like it if those lists have little boxes beside each line that I can tick. And when I'm in an in-between time, I can sometimes start to climb the walls. When I'm in that state, I beat myself up for two things. The first, is not having something I can focus on, and the other is that I don't spend the downtime in peace, meditation, and contemplation, like a monk. <laughs> well, I'm not a monk, and I suspect you aren't either. So what do we do when we're in a state of imbalance and judging ourselves for it? You know what I mean by imbalance, right? It's when you keep feeling emotions like shame, worry, anger, disappointment, scarcity, unworthiness. You get my drift, yes? All those high beta, low energy emotions that move you backwards instead of the direction that you actually want to go. So I've been beating myself up in all kinds of ways by feeling lazy, unfocused, useless, distracted, flighty. I've been saying I'm stuck, I'm spinning, I'm confused. 
all energies that keep me in a, a loop of thoughts that keep me perpetuating those feelings. Now, you know from listening to these shows that this is the trickster ego playing games, trying to coax me back into old familiar patterns. And although I really gave mine free reign for a while, I finally did something to stop the cycle. Now, it's not like what I did was something new or profound. I've learned this lesson a thousand times already. But each time I come around to the wisdom of it, it feels like a brand new discovery. <laughs> I sit there and wonder as to how easy this was. It was the resistance to it that caused all the discomfort. So what was it I did? I stopped. I stopped and went silent. I stopped, went silent, and went inside my mind to see how busy it was. Chatting, 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 calling me down, encouraging me to doubt myself, doubt my path, doubt my worthiness, purpose, intention. All lies, all old shit. I just sat there and let it do its thing. Yakety yak, yak, yak. I let it drop its little thought bombs and then I let them dissipate. You know from listening to me that it's just talking shit, right? The things that get us in trouble is that when that we often follow the thought and take it personally. We associate the thought with our value and it has nothing to do with our value. It's just some negative energy that has been stored inside our bodies and minds and it's seeking a way to get out. It wants to leave. But when we latch onto it, it can't move on. And we get lost in a crappy feeling energy. So I decided to stop being Will and to start being Emma. I just looked in the direction of the solution and moved. <laughs> the irony is that it took sitting still and letting go to move forward. Do you beat yourself up for being where you currently are? Do you compare yourself to others and get jealous or insecure about not moving quickly enough, not catching on quickly enough? I know from experience that when I am in the place of confusion, not knowing what to do, I'm in a rhythm of starting and not finishing, getting easily distracted and then caught in the loop of beating myself up. It is in this state of frustration that the infinite intelligence, the universe, collective consciousness, God, goddess, whatever floats your boat, in this moment, the infinite intelligence that we all have access to is trying to break me open to a new level of awareness. It's calling me to let go again. Let go of personal agendas and to-do lists and seek comfort in the silence, in the space of having no clue what's happening next and learning to reframe that as a good thing 
<laughs> All right. So how do you reframe that? Well, saying things like, I love surprises will only serve to rev me right up because I don't really like surprises. So I try on other things like, this has happened before and I eventually got clarity. Or, well, that's pretty good. How about, mm, every time I felt this way and let go, I've discovered what to do next. Oh, that feels better. Because I've already had a track record on this pattern, so I can feel the truth of that. Now, I've gotten myself to a little bit of a better place because of reframing that thought. And now I can silently let go so that my heart can begin to open again. Has this ever happened to you? Your heart is racing, you're panicked or scared or confused. You don't know what to do next. What could you use to calm yourself down so that you can actually hear the wisdom from your higher self? How about, I am going at the exact right pace for me. I am unique. I am completely unique. So my journey will be unique to me. I have nothing and no one to compare myself to. That's just old shit. And I don't have to do that anymore. I will find two minutes right now to just sit with myself, close my eyes, and take as many slow, deep breaths as I can. And from now on, every time I feel this come on, I'll take another two minutes and another two minutes and another two minutes. I will let the thoughts come and I will let the thoughts go and eventually I will be left in the stillness. How does that feel? Does that seem like a good tool to use when it feels like life is crashing down or you don't know what to do next? Or you're caught up in judging yourself? Let me give you a picture to have in your mind that might be helpful moving forward. See a bicycle wheel with a hub and spokes going out to the tire. Got it? The hub is your heart. The spokes are the thoughts that take you out of your heart. Now, remember your heart is your intuition or your inner guidance. The tire is your egoic monkey mind. The spokes are your thoughts. Thoughts come. There's nothing you can do about it. So the thought comes and you go up the spoke to your ego mind. And then instead of just going back down to the hub or your heart, you jump from that high point to the next thought and the next thought and the next thought. You get my drift. Do you know what that feels like? Has that ever happened to you? I doubt I'm alone here. Can you see how that gets the wheel of your mind moving really quickly? 
So how do you slow down the wheel? The solution is when you've gone up the spoke, take a breath and come back down into your heart. This is where that breathing exercise comes in. Couple of minutes of deep breaths and you're well on your way. And then when you go up another spoke, come back down to the hub and keep practicing. Sometimes that takes a bit of time because some thoughts are more deeply ingrained and tied to more stuff. But keep doing it until you find the relief. You know this work, sisters. You know it's work and it sometimes takes a lot of time. Cool thing is, the more you practice, the easier it becomes. I was Will for the last little bit throwing myself against the fence. And now I feel a little bit more like Emma. I will be Will again, and then Emma, and then Will. It's just how this work works. This one took me a few days, but now that I've got myself back to my heart, I can feel something new start to emerge. And I will move to a new place in my understanding of how the universe works for me. As much as I don't like surprises, I dislike disconnection even more. So my reframe on surprise will be this. I'll choose to be curious and wonder what's going to happen next. And what will you do the next time you get caught in comparisonitis and judging yourself or being lazy or unfocused or scared or lost or confused or frustrated. If all you do is stop for a couple of minutes and take your deep breaths, you will be well served. Be easy on yourself and keep moving yourself forward to better feeling places. I hope that brought you a bit of peace today, sisters. We're changing the world by doing this work, you know? It'll be worth it on a personal level, but it has far-reaching effects. So let go. Let go of everything that is not taking you in the direction you want to go. We need you in your power, in your intention, and in your purpose. And that's not at the end of the spokes. It's in the hub. Emma or Will. Fence bouncing or finding the opening. Choice is yours. Choose well. That's it for today. Thanks for being here. I love that you stayed until the end and I love that you keep coming back. Meet me back here for another conversation next time. Until then, stay weird, stay curious, and keep popping your corks. And if that last reference was lost on you, go back to episode number 9 and 10. Oh, and hey, if you haven't heard my bit about reciprocity, listen to the outro. It's less than two minutes long. But it will change your life and open you up to participating in an energetic shift that will bring you more clarity, abundance, and blessings. Yep, no lie. 
Ta for now. Well, I hope this show rocked your world a little bit. If you want additional resources, check out the links in the show notes or at lanesmithbrown.com. Before you go, please subscribe to this podcast. It's how we get these tools into the world. And this world needs more wild women standing in their authentic power. Do that for me, will ya? Thank you.